If you're an established woman in tech who is creating results and making an impact at work, so your workload and stress just keep growing, but promotions and salary bumps remain a distant dream, it's time for a change. Listen, we all know the tech industry has dramatically changed. It's time your career approach did too. You don't need cookie cutter programs or dusty advice from outdated playbooks because What works for tech bros won't work for you. You need individualized, bespoke support to build your brave career. One that reflects who you are as a woman in tech. I invite you to explore career coaching with me. Get all the details, including prices and client results at tricksteinbach.com. You can stress less work less, and earn more. You've already earned it. Let's make it happen. Welcome to the Celebrate Brave podcast. I'm Nicole Trich-Steinbach, your host and the international bravery coach for women in tech. I serve women all over the world to earn more money, create more opportunities, and thrive in the tech industry because tech needs all of us. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello, brave people. Thank you for spending some time with me and my incredible guest, Paru Sankar. So you're going to hear in this conversation the depth of trust and how we both reveal to each other experiences we had with each other that the other one wasn't aware of. You're going to hear a gasp or two. You're going to hear some tearing up. You're going to hear some serious laughter (laughs) because everything can be a dichotomy. And here is what I walked away with as my, wow, my aha relationships are career success. Paro is going to share with you how relationships unexpectedly took turns and over more than a decade created new opportunities that weren't even in her realm of possibility. While you're listening to this, I really want to encourage you to think about people in your world where you can create an opportunity for them, a new connection for them. Perhaps you know about a role or a promotion or a mentor, sponsor, organization that would really serve someone in your life. And then I want you to take action on that. And then immediately, (laughs) immediately, I want you to do that for yourself as well. Who in my life could help me Who in my life could open a door for me, create a connection bridge for me? What kind of role could they support me with? Mentoring, sponsoring, an organization that would serve you as you grow, 
as you become a new version of you, as you take some pretty significant steps. Okay, I want you to do both sides of the coin. That's my inspiration for you because as you'll hear, relationships are career success. Okay, let's go. Hello, brave people. Thank you so much for joining us. Your time is incredibly precious and this conversation I'm positive is going to be amazing. So welcome, Avati. How are you today? I'm great, Nicole. Thank you so much. And it's always great to speak to you. I feel the same way. You're someone that I have called at various points in our global travels. And I remember when we've spoken because we tend to have really valuable conversation, which is awesome right. because we've known each other for so long. I think the one that led to this recording was almost like one hour or one and a half hours during our drive, right? So <laughs> it's amazing. So, <laughs> so true. You had just moved back to India, right? That's right. Yeah. I think I was probably even in lockdown, right? And probably sitting on that balcony, Nicole. <laughs> Yeah, and I had just had a weekend retreat with my best friend, and I was driving back. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. through Nebraska. I thought Kansas was the most boring state. Turns out it might be Nebraska. And, uh, and yeah, we were on the phone just catching up, and I was so inspired by, yeah, just the big moves that you've, that you've done. And I wanted to make sure I shared them with our community as a fellow woman in tech. I think this is amazing because for me, it was the other way around because I was so amazed by how you moved back to the U.S. and how you mm. kind of stepped into a completely new realm, right? Uh, so And how well you're doing over this. That was very brave too. So, Oh, mutual beneficial society. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, since we've known each other for so long, I know so many of your brave stories. But which one do you want to share with our global audience today? I think it's a question that I always struggle with because there are so many brave stories, right? I think if we look back in life, I won't tell how many decades, but at each point there has been (laughs) a few. (laughs) In each one, maybe there's one. So I think uh, one of the brave stories, there are two very, uh, I would say, difficult times that uh, passed through my life. One was when I was just finishing school and going on to the university part when a very bad health problem uh, struck me and I really struggled to follow the path that I really wanted to, which was really going to engineering or medicine. So I, I don't think I've ever spoken to you about this before. No, I, no. I was really in a bad health uh, situation and did not succeed at that point of time. That really took very, let's say, beating of my confidence. And Mm. it took me some time to recover from that. But that being said, the next thing was very good because I had recovered from the illness and then I went on to do my bachelor's and really enjoyed my bachelor's. So nothing like going down and then enjoying what you're doing next, right? So that was, uh, I would say that became my high point in life. So So when you said that you failed, like what is that mean concretely for you in that story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I, I didn't fail as such in the sense I did get into a graduation school for physics, which I loved as well. But typically in India, you know, you have two career paths, engineering and medicine, especially in the state <laughs> where I come from. And if you don't follow either of those career paths, well, that's it for you, right? I mean, it's like uh, your whole life is completely gone. You are actually gearing up towards one of those paths. And then you're not in that path. So physics was oh like, the, yeah. And to be very honest, I loved physics. And my teacher in school for physics, he really made the subject very approachable for me, at least, and really made me fall in love with physics. But at the same time, there was the other societal pressure of engineering and medicine coming in. So even though I got into bachelor's in physics, there was all that pressure of not having gotten into engineering or medicine in the branch that I wanted, right? So, and then I kind of went on to do physics, which I love. This is why I said it was followed by a high point. Then it was kind of, okay, the society thinks of me as a failure because I wasn't in engineering and medicine. But at the same time, I was doing something I loved. So I don't know whether to really call it a failure because I loved that stint that came after. But those months after that, not getting into the engineering branch and the medicine, medicine I didn't get in at all, not surprising. But uh, <laughs> And uh, subsequently, that period before I got into the physics was a very tough period for me. And coming out of that without having any damage, I would like to really thank my parents for that because they kind of took that as their journey as well and supported me through that journey, right? So I remember my father and mother discussing with me, that's uh, about the colleges to go to and all those different things. So having that support structure was one of the most amazing thing that ever happened in my life. So, yeah. So, okay, so I started pre-med. Mm-hmm. I got accepted early early admissions or something pre-med. And then I did an internship between my senior year. I think it was my senior year of high school and my freshman year of college. turns out I would have been a really bad doctor. (laughs) So when my kids get sick Mm -hmm. and they start to make that, that sound where they're going to get pukey, Mm -hmm. I have to run away or I will be getting actively sick with them. Whereas my husband, who never had any interest in any of this, he'll hold his hands out and capture. So I really understand this, like, society says this is success mm-hmm. and it's not for you for whatever reason. Right. Was was that the first time you existed outside of what society told you was success? That was the first time I ever existed outside of that, so... It was kind of interesting also, right? I mean, I don't think any of my classmates knew what was happening either. So uh, even my blood count had come down to 6.9 or something, and my father had to give me blood. So we keep joking, now I have his blood for real running through the veins. (laughs) (laughs) So that whole... That whole thing of they don't know what is happening. And this is perhaps something that everybody goes through, right? Nobody outside really knows what's happening in your life. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you haven't done the things that are expected from outside. And then you kind of recover from that. And now, to be honest, I'm back in touch with all my classmates. And it is great right now, right? So that is the biggest 
let's say this is what facebook did for me <laughs> brought us all yeah, close oh, together yeah. because i had kind of cut off everybody after that and this brought us back together so very happy about that yeah. <laughs> yeah. that is so interesting one of the things so cuz i was born in, into poverty single mom catholic family all that jazz i existed outside of what society said was success mm-hmm. my whole life and so one of my brave stories is around realizing that i was successful in like the right ways or whatever like i was doing what was supposed to happen mm-hmm. and yet what we share here is that other people didn't see what was happening inside of me mm-hmm. and genuinely like didn't think about me, but I was like thinking everybody was thinking about me. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I completely hear you. Right. So that is the whole aspect that I didn't learn it at that point of time. In fact, to be very honest, right. That's why I didn't immediately. Yeah, me either. <laughs> So <laughs> there are many times now when I think about it, I always think, okay, there are ups and downs in life and an up is, uh, maybe there will be a down later, but there will always be an up after the down, right? So it is uh, something that we just have to go through. Lucky are those people who don't have that, but maybe they have it in some other way and I don't realize it. This is also something I'm uh, pretty open to, right? And I hope yeah. I'm open to so I don't know so this is something I'm watchful for so yeah yeah, yeah. yes yes mm-hmm. I would I would stick I would stick a huge stick in the sand and say everybody is having their own battles I have consultations with women they reach out to me over LinkedIn to talk about the potential of coaching I look at their LinkedIn profile I do a Google search so I come prepared you know they they share some insight some really baseline questions. And I'm thinking when I walk in, like, we never know. Mm -hmm. I mean, these people could be, I'm thinking of one specifically, had just been offered her second board level position and is younger than we are. We're not Mm going to say decades, Mm -hmm. but younger than we are. (laughs) And was absolutely miserable, unable to sleep passed over, not listened to private life was going to SHIT. So I would say like everybody is having those battles and in sharing our stories. I'm blown away by your story because I, wow. Yeah. Like sharing our stories creates those connections. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the second one was you when said I, two. yeah, the second one yeah. was when I came back to Germany from Belgium. So I did my MBA, worked in Belgium for three and a half years, came back to Germany. And I had a stint in a job which where I just just couldn't fit into the culture of the team, right? So that was also a very challenging time because the manager had a different style. I had a different style. We just couldn't adjust to the two styles. So it reminded me of how I went down before in school. And that was another down situation but the lucky thing was my next manager was walking along the corridor and he and I had had an interaction in 2008 this happened in 2010 end of 2010 2011 and uh, he saw me and he said he's setting up a new team would I like to join and it was like 
it was amazing it was like god sent right i mean you're walking around third month into the company thinking what sort of decision did you take and all those different things and then this person comes walking in and offers a kind of yeah this is exactly what i would love to do kind of job it was the most difficult product for, for which i would have been responsible from sap side but i still went ahead and said yes and again that went pretty well after that so i think this is why i said multiple experiences make you realize there's always an up after a down right so it's just yes. at that moment you may not feel it but it it will come so yeah cuz life is absolutely 50/50 and thank god thank all the gods thank the mother earth and everybody else because i know that my family has just gone through a really hard time we've had some losses that were very unexpected and just that sadness that frustration and confusion and these negative experiences throws into relief the joy of celebrating a birthday celebrating a brand new life celebrating additional growth right so thank goodness life is 50/50 i want to feed back cuz i want to feed just a little bit more so you are originally from india you had moved to germany you had worked in germany mm-hmm. you were known for being quite quite good and effective in your role mm-hmm. you had been offered a position in belgium you moved there right yeah i moved there so i did my mba in switzerland and then moved to belgium on job after the mba and uh, then spent about 3 and a half years there and then moved back to germany again exactly so you already had education experience a global footprint a strong reputation and you made the best decision you could with the information you had and then it turns out that there was just this tension between styles mm-hmm. and understanding and approaches right that was kind of hellish i think that's fair that's fair but <laughs> but you had had a connection with someone 2 years earlier mhm is am i getting this right that's right and based on that 2 mm-hmm. years earlier experience mm-hmm. that person searched you out for this amazing next role that person recognized me immediately which was a surprise for me it was an opportunity i had explored in 2008 and went through all the rounds i think there were many rounds uh, if i remember about six rounds passed all the rounds Whoa. the day before i was going to get the offer there was a hiring freeze in sap so uh, so oh they couldn't God. hire me at that point of time and i think the memory of that interview still stayed and he was walking around so it was really a very short interaction i had in 2008 and he saw me in the corridor and reached out we are still in touch by the way so in fact i met him when i was in germany last week so it was uh, uh, really nice to connect back but it's just amazing how some things did not work out at a certain point of time and worked out at the right time right so at the right time and how those relationships or those interactions are what create opportunity yes later on or even at the moment right so many of my clients no no matter if they are you know 5 years of work experience and i think the most mature client i had was in her 70s 
and they all are like, no, 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 I don't, I don't want to do not working. I don't want to do outreach. I don't want to do interest interviews. I don't want to bother people. In fact, to the point where I made an earlier episode about interest interviews or informational interviews and how important it is because all of my major leaps took place over my network, all of them. Right. And people who, for whatever reason, saw me and believed in me, just like you, because can I brag on you a little bit? Because if I remember correctly, when you switched into that next role, it was really hard, but you were a rock star and you were acknowledged as such. Your career grew, your footprint grew. I was very lucky to be in that role and to have this person as my next manager. And also, I think some of the things that you just mentioned in the sense of there were many opportunities. I mean, this particular opportunity that came in 2008 did not work out, but this came back in some sort of way. Similarly, just as you mentioned, some of the connections that I made in this next job that I took up is what got me this job that I am in right wait, now. What? Yes. Wait, 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 what? <laughs> tell me, tell me, tell me. I need to, what are you, what are you talking about? I need to know. <laughs> Dear listener, I hope you're curious too, because I need to know. <laughs> so uh, I went in, the next job that uh, I got from this corridor meeting was uh, as the solution owner for recruiting solutions of SAP. And that's around the time we uh, acquired Success Factors. And there I met the person who founded the company that Success Factors acquired for the recruiting, one uh, part of recruiting. When he heard I was leaving SAP, he reached out to me and asked me whether I would like to work with that company. We worked on and off uh, in between after I got off from SAP. And then finally, it led me to this job where I am right now, heading the company in India for that particular, another company that he's advising and working for. <laughs> I'm speechless. I mean, yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is why relationships matter. You said that you're lucky, but I am going to correct you. I'm going to make it on the record. Hard work and an amazing way of collaborating with people and being such a positive force that one of the things that I haven't shared yet in this conversation is that when we connected at the beginning, I was deeply suffering. I had a manager who had told me, because I noticed that we had some challenges and I had a manager who said to me in a one-on-one, -on -one, you know, we're having some relationship stuff. And I said, oh my gosh, thank you so much for bringing this to me. I feel the same way. How can we do this? And her response to me was, I don't like working with young, ambitious women. Mm -hmm. And that's when you and I first started to connect. I mean, that was a long time ago when someone still called me young. <laughs> now it's like I'm a beautiful, gray, white-haired right. professional. And I was really suffering. And one of the things that you were so special is that you would acknowledge the reality and support me to take positive action in either how I was thinking about things, how I was approaching things, how I was moving forward. So you said luck, but I'm going to say hard work. You are an amazingly effective worker. Plus you have this incredible positive impact meeting luck, meeting opportunity because you're the head of a country for this company now. I mean, 
Right. That's earned. Mm-hmm. I like to believe that. <laughs> there are days when I do, <laughs> but uh, I do like to believe that. But, and to be very honest, I didn't realize that the, this connection was there, what you just mentioned with how I affected you. So very nice to know that, uh, Nicole, because I think it was mutual again over there. That was exactly the time when I was going through this difficult phase of yeah. job, right? So, in fact, yeah. both of us were going through a difficult phase. Maybe we didn't realize it at that initial point of time. And I think uh, the positive energy from you is what always impressed me. So, it's kind of interesting mm-hmm. to hear it's the other way around too. So, And it's good that we do this podcast because we are getting to explore all these things as well. So. <laughs> Well, and we're role modeling this for other people, right? So as we're recording this, it's 2021 and we're talking about impact that we had for each other in 2009. 11, 20, yes, around 10, that 10, yeah. 10, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. 2010. Yeah. To all of our listeners, this is the power of relationships Yeah, absolutely. and supporting so. each other and the good old gals network and lifting each other up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh man. <laughs> I think it is uh, I mean sometimes we really underestimate how much we affect each other and I think that is something when uh, Peter told me okay would you like to consult this particular company I was even thinking okay that I was surprised about that and then subsequently I had another offer which was also from one of uh, the people I worked very closely with at SAP uh, later in 2017. So it was kind of interesting that it was people who already know your work, that was, which also gives you the confidence, right? When people who know your work give you an opportunity, that gives you the confidence that you can do it. Because perhaps it's a woman thing that I wouldn't have perhaps had that confidence, been a little more insecure had it come from somebody who I didn't know. And this one, I came, both came from people I knew. So that was nice. Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. yeah. So in my lived experience coaching, mostly mm-hmm. men, then shifting to women, and I still have a few men that I coach, we express the insecurity, mm-hmm. but all genders feel the insecurity. Right. We just express it. Which brings us, speaking of like the impact we can have and the role modeling and stuff, who's your brave role model you want to share with us? I think there are a few, to be honest. So one of the ones is um, there is a head of a line of business at SAP, Judith Pister. I don't think she knows she's a role model, which is perhaps another thing as well. So I've never told her that she's my role model, but it is amazing to really see how, as an expert, she came up the lines, which is very difficult at SAP normally. You get somewhere, maybe put into an architect line, right? And I celebrated the day she became the head of that line of business because she was such a natural choice. And I was a little worried because she is not that aggressive alpha kind of person who puts herself out there and goes after the role, right? She's more the kind of person who supports everybody, mentors everybody, helps everybody to kind of resolve their own problems. At least that's the way I saw her. So from that perspective, she is the role model. And that's what I hope as a leader I will become, that I am there for everybody, my whole team, 
with all the expertise I have gathered in the last 22 years or 23, I don't remember how many, <laughs> and, <laughs> and really help the other people grow and mentor those people to overcome the challenges they have. So that is how I would like to make an impact in the world rather than put myself out in a leadership position or so. And maybe one day bigger leadership position will come, but, but that will that should for me happen in coincidentally as a result of whatever I'm doing. Maybe it's again a very kind of establish yourself and then let others find you kind of outlook. But seeing Judith having gone through that and being successful in that, I think she's really my first role model. That is beautiful because it is incredibly rare. The data shows us, but also our lived experience shows us that when women want to be in executive leadership roles, Mm -hmm. the opportunity for that to happen within one corporation is negligible. So that is truly a testimony to to the impact that she's created. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. And I think um, she's so quiet about it as well. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's that quiet confidence, right? So... Oh, that's beautiful. I don't know how many people actually in SAP know her. I was lucky to have worked with her the last three years, right? Last three years in SAP, so. You mentioned her and I was like, I know a ton of people this company, like you, was at headquarters for years and years. Because I did communications and I did change and I did transformational work, I had only briefly touched into her space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And I think that's another thing as well. You would have probably touched into her space, but never touched her, right? So that is the amazing part about how her people are pretty well-known, but she's not that well-known. And then to become the head in spite of that, I think that is really good achievement. And also perhaps one of the rare moments when SAP did that right with so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I also think that it's, you know, because sometimes this approach can really backfire. It can really have negative consequences. And I have a couple of examples in my head. But what it also points to is that she hires mm-hmm. and she develops yes. and she makes more visible the team players who utilize that opportunity to then do the same to other people, mm-hmm. right? Because we see times when more of those empowering leaders rather than visible leaders, and they both have advantages and disadvantages, where they'll take the loudest or the squeakiest wheel and give them opportunities, which can sincerely and thoroughly backfire mm-hmm. on your career and your reputation. And so there's also this implication that she's identifying team members yes. and team cohesion mm-hmm. in a really positive, right. sustainable way, long-term way. I would love to hear what she has to say about that. <laughs> I will let you know. So. I would love to hear mm-hmm. it. Let's have her on here. Okay. And you said that there were a couple. Is there someone else that you want to share? Actually, these are, uh, I would say, more very stereotypical, right? I mean, my mother, she got married very young. She was actually one of the really good students with very bright future. And she gave that up to get married to my father and then came back after she had both of us. 
and made an amazing splash in the field of education where she came into. I mean, her students just loved her. So one of the lessons I learned from her journey is that you can always renew yourself and become successful at that in a completely different field than, than you initially planned, right? So that is one aspect. Uh, so maybe this is also a little bit of why I keep switching careers as well, because I just think it's possible. You can be successful in whatever you take up and be uh, really try your best, give it your best and do well. There's a bit of a Absolutely. DNA aspect over there, I guess. <laughs> Having that role modeled for you must have been so powerful. And also, I understand even more why your parents were able to support you with the disappointment of engineering and medicine with physics and do that in a way where you felt supported. And I would even call it like from a position of integrity because your mom had mm-hmm. done that. Yeah, most likely. And your dad had obviously supported her while right. she was doing mm-hmm. it. He did. I mean, a- any new thing that uh, she took up, uh, he would be always there behind. I remember she that uh, dabbled in so many different things and finally found her calling and teaching, right? So it was always uh, with my father's support. So it was really nice to see that. She's still teaching, by the way. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. You know, often... I'm asked to speak to younger groups of either incoming women in tech or women in tech and who are maybe entry-level, entry-level plus, and I get a, a lot of opportunity to share with them. I tend to get the same question, which is, what is advice that you have? And it's not the number one piece of advice, but a big piece of advice is choose your partner very yeah. carefully. And notice I did not say spouse. Because if you want the career, like I'm assuming certain things about what you want, and if these assumptions are correct, you need a partner, not a spouse. All right. And then I share how my marriage has shifted over the years. You know, both of us have Mm -hmm. stayed at home at various times, have had bigger travel schedules at various times, and how critically important that is, particularly in my experience when as the quote-unquote female partner or female identifying partner society and i you know i've done this in two different places germany was way more extreme than the united states but there is this assumption that i will be at every birthday party and i will do all these things whereas my husband shows up and is breathing and people like oh my god you're so amazing right and so this choice of who your partner is I really appreciate you as the child bringing this, watching your parents, because that's generational impact I often forget to talk about. It's not just about me succeeding in my business. It's that my son and my daughter are experiencing my marriage this way. Right. Yeah. And actually, Nicole, I couldn't have done an MBA without my husband. I couldn't. In fact, having that secure base of a partner is also very important because they need to be secure in your successes as well. To take an example. So after we came back, 
both of us were freelance consulting and then subsequently i got a full time job right so uh, the steady income was more coming from me and he was completely fine with that and yes. uh, waiting for the right uh, things to come up and so on and supporting me while i was having these crazy uh, days of morning shifts and evening shifts and everything so i think uh, this is something uh, absolutely that uh, having a partner who is supportive who's actually your best friend is very helpful i would say so yeah yeah and i'm so glad that you're willing to talk about your marriage because from the outside your marriage is so beautiful <laughs> yeah spending time with both of you is always a positive experience you both are so supportive and appreciative verbally but also non-verbally of each yeah, other yeah don't tell him i said anything positive about him <laughs> i won't exactly <laughs> You guys are always bragging on each other. Let's be real. <laughs> oh, well, how can people stay in contact with you? How can they follow your incredible growth and your impact in the world? I think world? that's a wrong question to ask me, right, Nicole? <laughs> My life is an open book on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everywhere. my content lead in the office over here she was just saying okay you can follow her on just one media it will be there in all her social media the same thing <laughs> you will not miss anything you can follow me on one of the media and you will get to know everything <laughs> yeah. uh, so i'm pretty active social media person so and i've learned a lot like i didn't know that you could take a ship trip in various places. So y'all choose your social yeah. choice and check yeah. it out because there's just life experiences out there that I didn't know. I didn't know it of. existed to like um. it. So. <laughs> yeah, there are those moments when you end oh, up doing hilarious. things which you never even thought you'll ever do. Or there are also some moments <laughs> when you end up doing things that you think you will never do and then you end up doing. So Ah, oh, yes. One of my coaches said to me, this was years and years ago, and I was like, I'll never do that, and I'll never do that, and I'll never do it. And finally, she's like, hey, I just want to let you know that there's some research out there that people who say never actually end up being more successful in what they're saying they'll never do because the folks who are saying never are thinking about the obstacles and how things could fail like you're running through different paragraphs so then when you do step into it you tend to be more prepared and more thing and so ever since then i've been like okay do i want to say never about this i don't think i'll do a full marathon i'm going to stick with that one cuz the half marathons hurt <laughs> just something similar for me just bungee jumping i said i will never do bungee jumping and i <laughs> I was in Cape Town with my classmates, and uh, we were. Uh, one of their daughters wanted to do bungee jumping in Blaukans, which is a bridge. I think it's the second la- largest bridge to do bungee jumping from. And all of us went, and there were two of us really, really almost like, no, 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 we never wanted to do this. We never want. And before I knew, I was standing at the edge, and they were trying to get me to jump. and then i jumped and it was like okay i mean it was over too soon <laughs> oh my gosh i feel ill just thinking about yeah, it yeah that's the way i used to feel the us government 
was going to pay me almost mm-hmm. 50000 to become oh, airborne mm-hmm. for the army. And I was like, shove that right up your popo. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> Not happening. And I've done a lot One of weird day things. One day you're going to do something similar. <laughs> so. Well, this is called Celebrate Brave. So we put it into the world. Oh, well, my friend, I am so grateful for your generosity and sharing your story. And not just one share, you shared two stories that are incredibly powerful life going up and down and down and up and the support of the family and yeah, how the unexpected path becomes the path. And then just this incredible example of relationships and uh, how that's built your growth and then your role models. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Cool. I'm I'm so happy that we could have this conversation. So thanks a lot to you, Nicole, because it made me reflect as well, right? So I think that is sometimes you just don't wait to pause and think about what have you gone through. And looking at it with a very different eyes is always helpful. So thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Until next time, everybody, brave it up. Bye. Bye.